Backstage Pass Radio is now a global podcast heard in 70 countries around the world. Our newly formed partnership with Synad Outdoor has us seeing great traction in Texas and Louisiana. Since Synad's beginnings in 1964, this family-owned and operated advertising company has become the largest independently held billboard company in Texas today. Synad prides itself on unbeatable service and turnaround time. Let their experienced design team create the perfect advertisement to showcase your business. Contact Synad today at 713-861-6013. And also make sure to visit their website at www.synad.com and tell them Backstage Pass Radio sent you. I have an exciting show today and I'm glad you guys are here listening in. My guest started out around the age of seven singing in gospel quartets and went on to play with several bands that would exceed combined record sales of 17 million units sold. It's Randy Holsey with Backstage Pass Radio, and my guest was former vocalist and bass player of the award-winning band Firehouse, and in 2017, he joined forces with Michael, Robert, and Oz to round out the powerful hard rock quartet We All Know a Striper. Sit tight, and we'll see what's shaking with South Carolina's own Perry Richardson when we return. Radio, the podcast that's designed for the music junkie with a thirst for musical knowledge. Hi, this is Adam Gordon, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn alerts on for this and all upcoming podcasts. And now, here's your host of Backstage Pass Radio, Randy Halsey. Perry, what's shaking, man? How you doing today? Good to see you. I'm doing great, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, first of all, I want to give a quick shout out to Shelly for being instrumental in connecting us. And uh, this is probably the... uh, So I had Michael on the show a a couple of times in the past, and we got pretty lengthy. So we're going to have a quick chat with you today. And... uh, We'll go from there. So, again, great to have you. Good to see you. Hope all is well. Everything's great, man. Just, awesome. Uh, getting ready for this uh, tour to get started, you know. We're um, doing some fly dates this week and uh, got the Monsters of Rock cruise after that. And then we go to Nashville, grab a bus, and we're, we're out for like six weeks. So Good. Well, keeping, all that. keeping busy is a great thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, going back a little bit in time, I think you originally had started out in, in an outfit called Max Warrior, correct? 
And, right. and this was sometime around the end of the tenure with Max Warrior. You met up with a couple of guys in a band called White Heat, and that ultimately morphed into Firehouse, correct? Is, yeah. do, do I have my facts correct there? That is correct. And I was always kind of interested to know, like, when you hooked up with these guys, does an artist kind of know right away that that band would probably go on to sell millions of units or, or do, do you ever know that? Or is it just kind of an organic thing for, for artists? Man, we, no, you don't know. You have no idea what's going to make it, what people's going to like, you know, it's like you can try your best to, uh, to just do the best you can and hope somebody, sure. you know, likes what you're doing. But now we, we met Michael and Bill you know, out on the road and we were a nice warrior and they were, you know, kind of on the same circuit. We played up in Richmond area a lot too. And we did a show or two with them and was very impressed with Bill and Michael. And it was, uh, that's why we had them in mind when the firehouse thing started. Mm So yeah, CJ got in touch with them and that's how it all got put together. And we moved, uh, we kind of met in Charlotte. I was in Myrtle Beach. CJ was in Charlotte, and and uh, Bill and Michael were in Richmond. So we just kind of all migrated to uh, Charlotte mm-hmm. and got a band house and started writing and recording, man, for like a year. So that's how it came about. Well, you guys had a good run there, and I think you went on to win a like a, a, I think it was an AMA back in the early '90s, sometime. Yeah, yeah, it was in '91. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was surprising because we beat Nirvana and Allison Chains for that. <laughs> Everybody was kind of uh, mouths open and uh, eyes wide there for a while. Right. But, uh, it was it was a great time. Well, that's not a bad accolade to have there. I, I wouldn't think, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You had left Firehouse around, I think it was two thousand, and you had spent some time with Craig Morgan and Trace Atkins, but in two thousand. I think it was 17. Some changes were kind of happening with your career. Share with the listeners a little bit about who had reached out to you about the rhythm section role there uh, with Striper. Yeah, I had, uh, I'd been in Nashville since 2001 and played with Craig for probably 14 years or more total. So I left and went to Trace Atkins for a couple of years and came back to Craig. And I'd been there and I was really wanting to move back to Myrtle Beach and kind of had, had been playing or toying with the idea of just quitting. You know, I was going to quit the, the Nashville scene and go back home and just see what happens there. And right before I made that decision to do that, the striper thing kind of fell in my lap. So it was uh, one of their managers uh, ran into a buddy of mine in, in North Carolina. He was a little a local promoter up there. And, uh, they started talking and something came up about Striper might be looking for a new bass player. Mm-hmm. And he immediately wrote my name down and handed it to Dave. And it's like, you need to call this guy. And Dave looked at my name and knew who I was. He'd recognized sure. my name and he was like, Oh wow. I, Dave was in a band that opened for one of the first shows where we I think we were still called white heat. Okay when we got signed or right before we got signed, we were playing the switch in Raleigh and Dave's band opened for us. And he said, these guys treated us so great. And 
uh, they talked to us and, you know, gave us advice and all this stuff. And, and uh, he always remembered me and thought, I, you know, really nice to him and all. So he kind of pushed. He said, man, I think it'd be perfect. And he he pushed to for them to audition me. And he called him up and I said, sure, we'll give him a shot. And they sent four songs down for me to learn. So we'll fly you up in a couple of weeks and we'll jam and sing a little bit and see how it goes. So. That's how it. Uh, that's how I got the interview. Anyway. Yeah. So it. So it actually was a physical audition for you to go to then. Yeah. Yeah. We were. Uh, I was the first one. Went up, played the four songs. We we're in Michael's house in the little studio he had there. Sure. And everybody's in there and we're playing. It's like we're just going to play the songs with, without singing. I was like, oh god, I, I don't know the songs <laughs> that well. I'm, I'd like to know where I'm at. I can I go by the vocal, you know, as a tell. Okay, right? sure. And uh, like, no, let's just play it. It'll be fine. So we're just playing it, and I'm trying to sing along in my head to know where I'm at and play these songs that I wasn't that familiar with. And and uh, he's like, man, I didn't know you played with a pick. And I was like, well, I. I never played with a pick until I moved to Nashville and started playing country. And mm-hmm. so I'm not that great at playing with my fingers because I didn't learn that way. And I was always in the heavier rock and I was playing fast. And I, I had a hard time playing fast with my fingers. So I was like, I can try to play with my fingers if you want. But he's like, no, this sounds, uh, this sounds great. It's a lot tighter. And he liked the way the attack was. Okay. Better time and all that. So, like, oh, that's fine. You don't need to play with your fingers. So, like, cool. And uh, we, so we played the four songs and a couple of times. And he's, so, okay, that's good. Let's just sing a little bit now. We'll just sing a cappella, not, you know, just singing harmony. Yeah, yeah. So, did that. And they were like, okay, well, that's good. And uh, so we'll be in touch, you know. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> So they, I mean, they didn't tell me right then, but they they didn't even audition anybody else. They called me like two days later. Really? Like, oh, you got it if you want it. And said, you know, later on, I said, we knew when you walked in the room, you were the one. We just had this feeling. And so it was great. I mean, it was like a dream come true for me then because it was the perfect timing on top of being in Striper, which was one yeah. of my favorite bands, you know, growing up and, Growing up, yeah. one of my favorite bands in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could move anywhere I wanted because everybody lived all over. It didn't matter. We didn't have to be in one spot. So, I got to move back home and join one of my favorite bands. So it was, it was great. If he said that we knew when you walked in, I would have to say they based it on your good looks because they hadn't heard you play or sing. Right? Is that a is that a fair assumption? Surely it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think well, you're supposed I to go you're supposed to agree with that and, and go on with it right I don't know they said they saw my smile and just knew yeah um, I brought this kind of uh, they, they say that I bring this calming effect to the band where in the past they could have been stuff going on and it was all over the place all the time and said so you came along and it just brought this calm and uh, great feeling to That's everything awesome. and which is a, a great thing for him to say, but I mean, I, that's, it's just the way I am. I'm, you know, when you're raised by great parents down South, right on, you know, you tend to 
being nicer acting people sure. sometimes that are brought up that way instead of being like, oh, I wasn't from New York cussing them out. <laughs> it's a South thing. I get it. I'm in Cypress, Texas. I, I get the yeah. whole South thing, right? For yeah, sure. But, you know, that's just the way I was raised and the way I am. And yeah. they, they loved it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've been around that many people from the South. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, uh, you know, we all fell in love with each other and it was, it's been great. Well, that's good. And it sounds like you're in a great place. Michael's been a, a sweetheart of a guy to me. I, again, he's been on the show a couple of times and uh, he's always been very generous with his time and his stories. So I appreciate that. Yeah. You and the boys are out on the road right now or, or going out supporting the latest LP called The Final Battle, correct? Yep. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the, re- you know, kind of how the recording for The Final Battle shook out. I, I know that if my facts are correct, you're of course in the Carolinas and, and Michael's up in mass. And then I think Oz and Robert are in Vegas. Are they, is, is that right. both of them? Right. So I was wondering if was the recording a, a, a sending of files to one another, or did you guys get together physically in a location, maybe in Michael's studio and record, talk to the listeners a little bit about the recording of the final battle. Yeah, no, we were physically together. We okay. we um, we got together two or three weeks before we record and and really hash out the songs, learn all the parts really good, arrange doing any different arrangements we want to do, and work out the vocal parts and all that stuff. And uh, then we record it, but we do it in it's in a long meadow. Massachusetts, uh, Paul McNamara has a studio up there. Okay. And uh, that's where we record. Michael's used him and Danny's the engineer there, and they are two of the best people you ever meet. Nice. It makes such a great time recording. And uh, they have a giant old house that was built in the early 1800s, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a horse stable in, behind the house, all stone. And he turned that into a studio and the apartment above it. It was huge. So we just all stay in the house. The house is like seven or eight bedrooms. So it's a huge house. Paul will cook for us. And oh, nice. we're all in the house. And when we get ready to record, we just walk, you know, it's a hundred yards down to the studio and record. And it's the perfect setup. Yeah. You get to live there, spend all your time there and you can really work on the stuff and make it good. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. That's why we're going to stick with this formula because it's been working. Michael's used, he's recorded there with these guys, you know, I I forgot 12 or 13 albums. I think he said, so they're great. Well, you go with what you know, right? Yeah. And it's such a, God, such a good sounding room and nobody's better than Danny and, you know, engineering and he's great at, uh, he's got great ears and, producing a little bit it'll tell you if you know parts are good or not and Mm -hmm. it's awesome man yeah i wouldn't mess with it either it's it's, no for sure records are sounding amazing it it reminded me of studio in the country in bogalusa louisiana and you know a lot of big artists went there in the day because it was a secluded place right and you could focus on what you were doing there were no really outside distractions so when you said that about we're all encompassed, you know, we're all together right there. We walk a hundred yards to where we're working and it sounds like it, it really drove yeah. focus for you guys. So, it and a, and a great product it, came it, out of that. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect situation. Uh, all except the weather. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. We usually record in the winter. Yeah. And man, it's so cold. <laughs> it's tough for a South Carolinian, right? And it's like I'm used to, you know, the winters aren't real bad down here. Man, well, it gets cold up there. Well, like in Cyprus, you know, we're in December, we're out in shorts still, right? It's still that kind of weather here. So you you get it. Yeah, yeah. What, what's coming up as it relates to new material, maybe that Striper may be working on that you can, of course, talk about? Is there anything looming out there that you guys are working on right now? We, uh, no, we're not working on any new albums yet. We're going to buckle down and and concentrate on touring for this one. Okay. There's a upcoming album that's coming out. It's already recorded. I don't even know if I can talk about it. Sure. Well, don't, don't, don't worry about it then. It's an, it's an acoustic. Oh, good. uh, Okay. Record. Yeah. We've, uh, redone a bunch of songs and I actually got to play on it. They had had this in the can before I, was there, but I went in and re-recorded all the bass lines and sang backgrounds on it. And uh, sure, I, think, I, I hope we made it a little better. Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, that's got. I'm not sure when that's coming out. Well, that'd probably be the next thing to come out. Um, I, I can dig that. That's exciting because I'm in an acoustic duo here in the Cypress Houston area, and uh, it, the whole acoustic thing really resonates with me. So I'll I'll look forward yeah. to that whenever it comes out. You spoke a little bit about upcoming shows. Again, reiterate where you guys are going to be coming up. What's on the lineup that you can remember? I know you're booked out to, I think, sometime around mid-August, if I, if my memory serves me correctly. But hit the highlights there yeah, again, if you don't mind. The, the cruise I told you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're, let's see, we're first show. Was on, when we start the bus tour, we are in... Uh, Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Illinois, Nebraska, Colorado, Montana, Washington State, Oregon, California, 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 Tucson, uh, Arizona, Vegas, and that's the that's the several shows will be in each of those states, but sure. that's the that's the states that we'll be hitting. On so that. it sounds like you have the, the, the Midwest and the, the West Coast covered pretty good there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Well, I know you guys will be here in Houston Saturday at Rise Rooftop, and I look forward to getting a piece of vinyl and a guitar signed from you guys. So I'll see you yeah. uh, you guys on Saturday. Shelly, you'll see something come in if she's still sitting there. Uh, here. Yeah, Hi. you'll see something coming in on that pretty soon. Okay. Uh, real quick, Perry, where can the listeners find the band and you personally on social media? Um, well, striker.com. Personally, I'm on Facebook. I have a, a personal page and a, a fan page on there. Instagram. I don't do a lot, man, social media-wise. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I w- we try to post some stuff on Facebook, Instagram, but I, other than that, I'm not really that into it, you know? I get it. It's a necessary it's evil a, sometimes, it, right? It is. It, it <laughs> is. And Michael's great at it. He's, used, sure. you know, he's on there all the time. But Shelly has me doing so much stuff around the house when I'm home, I don't have time. <laughs> uh-huh, the truth comes out, Shelly. Because he does the social media. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's it's probably better to keep all that to yourself anyway, right? Uh, it's a blessing and a curse, as, as you know. I don't have to explain that to you, but 
in the in the industry and the business that we work in, if you don't do it, you're not relevant. If you do it, you're you you know it 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 can go against you or for you. Like who who knows at the end of the day? But well, anyway, listen, Perry. Thanks so much for stopping in and chatting with me, Shelly. Thank you so much for the back and forths. I appreciate you, and I look forward to meeting up with you guys Saturday. And I wish you guys uh, continued success on the road. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm looking forward to being there. I love that. That club is cool. You know, it is. Yeah, I had a great time there last time. Uh, I think we played with Rat, didn't we, last time we were there? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I was right. So looking forward to it. Everybody come out and we'll we'll have a good time. Yeah, right on. We'll chat soon, Perry. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Make sure to follow Randy on Facebook and Instagram at Randy Halsey Music and on Twitter at R Halsey Music. Also make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on alerts for upcoming podcasts. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to share the link with a friend and tell them Backstage Pass Radio is the best show on the web for everything music. We'll see you next time right here on Backstage Pass Radio.